This is section seventy of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Curtain Speech Performance of Puddinhead Wilson, Herald Square Theatre, New York, May twenty second, eighteen ninety five. Read by John Greenman. I am sure I could say many complimentary things about this play which Mr. Mayo has written and about his portrayal of the chief character in it and keep well within the bounds both of fact and of good taste but i will limit myself to two or three i do not know how to utter any higher praise than this that when mayo's puddin'head walks this stage here clothed in the charm of his gentle charities of speech and acts and the sweet simplicities and sincerities of his gracious nature the thought in my mind is why bless your heart you couldn't be any dearer or lovelier or sweeter than you are without turning into that man all men love and even satan is fond of joe jefferson i am gratified to see that mr mayo has been able to manage those difficult twins i tried but in my hands they failed year before last there was an italian freak on exhibition in philadelphia who was an exaggeration of the siamese twins this freak had one body one pair of legs two heads and four arms i thought he would be useful in a book so i put him in and then the trouble began i called these consolidated twins angelo and luigi and i tried to make them nice and agreeable but it was not possible they would not do anything my way but only their own they were wholly unmanageable and not a day went by that they didn't develop some new kind of devilishness particularly luigi angelo was of a religious turn of mind and was monotonously honest and honorable and upright and tediously proper whereas luigi had no principles no morals no religion a perfect blatherskite and an inextricable tangle theologically infidel atheist and agnostic all mixed together he was of a malicious disposition and liked to eat things which disagreed with his brother they were so strangely organized that what one of them ate or drank had no effect upon himself but only nourished or damaged the other one luigi was hearty and robust because angelo ate the best and most wholesome food he could find for him but angelo was himself delicate and sickly because every day luigi filled him up with 
mince pies and salt junk just because he knew he couldn't digest them luigi was very dissipated but it didn't show on him but only on his brother his brother was a strict and conscientious teetotaler but he was drunk most of the time on account of luigi's habits angelo was president of the prohibition society but they had to turn him out because every time he appeared at the head of the procession on parade he was a scandalous spectacle to look at on the other hand angelo was a trouble to luigi the infidel because he was always changing his religion trying to find the best one and he always preferred sects that believed in baptism by immersion and this was a constant peril and discomfort to luigi who couldn't stand water outside or in and so every time angelo got baptized luigi got drowned and had to be pumped out and resuscitated luigi was irascible yet was never willing to stand by the consequences of his acts he was always kicking somebody and then laying it on angelo and when the kicked person kicked back luigi would say what are you kicking me for i haven't done anything to you then the man would be sorry and say well i didn't mean any harm i thought it was you but you see you people have only one body between you and i can't tell which of you i'm kicking i don't know how to discriminate i do not wish to be unfair and so there is no way for me to do but kick one of you and apologize to the other they were a troublesome pair in every way if they did any work for you they charged for two but at the boarding-house they ate and slept for two and only paid for one in the trains they wouldn't pay for two because they only occupied one seat the same at the theatre luigi bought one ticket and dead-headed angelo in they couldn't put angelo out because they couldn't put the dead-head out without putting out the twin that had paid and scooping in a suit for damages luigi grew steadily more and more wicked and i saw by and by that the way he was going on he was certain to land in the eternal tropics and at bottom i was glad of it but i knew he would necessarily take his righteous brother down there with him and that would not be fair i did not object to it but i didn't want to be responsible for it i was in such a hobble that there was only one way out to save the righteous brother i had to pull the consolidated twins apart and make two separate and distinct twins of them well as soon as i did that they lost all their energy and took no further interest in life they were wholly futile and useless in the book they became mere shadows and so they remain mr mayo manages them 
but if he had taken a chance at them before i pulled them apart and tamed them he would have found out early that if he put them in his play they would take full possession and there wouldn't be any room in it for Puddinhead wilson or anybody else i have taken four days to prepare these statistics and as far as they go you can depend upon their being strictly true i have not told all the truth about the twins but just barely enough of it for business purposes for my motto is and puddinhead wilson can adopt it if he wants to my motto is truth is the most valuable thing we have let us economize it end of curtain speech read by john greenman